Thank you for listening, and we hope this message will strengthen and help you in your walk with God. In 1 Peter chapter 2, the sign outside, and we decided that we're going to leave that up because we need to look at that and know who we are. This is who we are. And Peter said it. Peter had a revelation of who he was, and he walked with the Lord. I don't think he had that revelation until after the Holy Ghost had come and began to give him revelation who we are as the body of Christ. But he said, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that we should show forth the praises of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. So we are a chosen generation or a chosen race. All of us come from the same father. Amen. So... We are that royal priesthood. We come from a royal line because Jesus is the king of kings. And so we come from royalty. You know, if you want to know where you came from, you know, go look at Matthew 1. And it'll tell you about the royalty. It'll tell you about the kings that are listed in there. And then Jesus came through that lineage And as he came through that lineage, it caused you and I to be born into that heritage. You know, we go through genealogy. People will look up their genealogy and want to know where did they come from? What is their heritage? I'm going to tell you what your true heritage is. You come from royalty. That's That's who you are. You're, you're of that noble descent. You're of that royal priesthood. That's what Jesus has made you when you, got, when you became born again. You became his. It's just like God is our father, and we think about that. But when we think about it in the context that he was saying, and I shared on Thursday night, you know, you can look now at the king of England, King Charles, and he was born into that family, right? He, and because he was born in that family, when he was born, he was royalty. Right then. It wasn't when he got crowned king. It was when he was born into that family that he was royalty. When you got born again, that's when you became a royal priesthood. That's when you were born into royalty, when you were born of the Spirit of God. So you are now born of that Spirit. The advantage that King Charles had that a lot of us don't have, but some of the children are getting, is that from the very time that he was born and in his young age, he started learning how to be a royal person. He started learning how to discipline himself. He started learning how to stand. He learned how to salute. He learned how to talk. I don't know what all they teach, but they had to learn all the ways of the kingdom, and they had to learn how to respond and how to act. Wouldn't it have been great if we started that way? <laughs> learning at a young age. So we're having to learn what does it mean to be a royal priesthood? What does it mean to be in that place that we can be like King Solomon, that we can have the mindset? Well, you know, 
we're going to look at some Proverbs tonight, you know. Solomon wrote most of the Proverbs. So he was trained at a, long, at a young age. Solomon was trained to be a king. He was trained. He was in a training ground. If you look at it, how many times it says, my son, my son, my son. He's speaking, King David is speaking to Solomon. And he's teaching him how to be a king. He's teaching him how to have a generous soul. He's teaching him how to prosper. He's teaching him these things at a young age so that when he became king, he knew how to be king. So we're already kings. Now, we are on the backside of this. We're having to learn how to be kings. We're having to learn how to walk in that royal position with a mindset of generosity, a mindset uh, of, uh, of kingliness in, that, in, that so, in our soulless realm. Because we've got to get rid of that other identity that we had for so long, right? Amen. We have to change, switch that old thinking. And so this is kind of, it's, it's the word being taught, but a little different take on it. So maybe that we can step into that place and begin to take hold of having that mindset, having that identity in us of who we truly are, not who we're going to be, but who we are right now. And I believe that the Lord is shifting us changing our thinking, changing our consciousness so that we as people identify ourselves as royal priesthood, that we're in that role right now. And so that every time, think about this, every time we have a fight where generosity is concerned, and I'm not talking just finances, I'm talking every area of our lives, having that generous soul, that soul that says, I can afford that. I can afford to let, if that person is having a problem, I can afford to forgive them. I can afford to not take the offense. I have a generous soul, so my soul is thinking generously. And that it, when we start doing that, then we're going we're gonna to shift our identity in Christ into that royal priesthood, into that, into that place in God that he wants you and I to be. Amen? Amen. And so we want to we wanna shift our thinking in some things. So in Proverbs, I want you to turn to Proverbs chapter 11. Because I want to look, I want us to look at some things about being generous, having a generous soul. Because I talked to you last week, I talked to you about King Solomon, and he gave the Queen of Sheba out of his royal generosity. Because his soul was in the place that he, didn't, he wasn't there to meet a need, but he was there to give out of who he was, to give out of being a king, be, been giving out of being a royal king into that place that his mindset wasn't on, well, she already has everything. She's already wealthy. He wasn't there to meet a need. He was to give out of who he was. And when we learn to give out of who we are, it's going to change us into a generous soul, into a soul that uh, forgives, a soul that lets go, a soul that sows seed, a soul, a soul that walks 
uprightly with God because we are so full of the word of God and we want to be generous. Amen. Want to have that heart of generosity. So did you turn to Proverbs 11 verse 24? There is that that scatters and yet increases and there is that withholdeth more than is meat, but it tendeth to poverty. The liberal soul shall be made fat and he that waters shall be watered also himself. And I'll tell you something that really caught my eye today when I was studying was about the soul being fat. I thought, a fat soul. That's interesting, Lord. So he's saying here, the liberal soul, so he's talking about our soul, right? That he wants our soul to be liberal, which means generous, that's what that, that word means. It means bountiful. It means not being stingy, wanting your own way, wanting to do your own thing. It means that you ha you're in that place that you can afford it. You can afford to be generous. So he's saying here, a generous soul shall be made fat. So I, I just decided I was going to look up what does that mean because I'm thinking it doesn't make sense to me. But if you have a fat soul, you, ha you have a soul that is fattened by one of the definitions is by oil. The oil of the Holy Ghost. The oil. So it means you're full of oil. It means vigorous. It means stalwart. It's got a lot of great meanings to it. But one thing that got my attention was it's to fatten oneself by Jehovah's sword or by the word of God. So what are you doing to your soul? You're causing your soul to be generous. You're causing your thinking to be in that avenue that it changes everything. And if you remember last week, I gave you the demonstration of Alexander the Great. Y'all remember that testimony last week of Alexander the Great and what he, uh, what he did? There was a beggar in the road can't find it right this second. There was a beggar in the road, and he was, you know, begging Alexander the Great. And so Alexander gave him two gold coins. And when he gave him the two gold coins, his aide looked at him like, what are you doing? Copper would have sufficed the beggar. And Alexander said, yes, copper would have sufficed the beggar. But Alexander, this was about Alexander's giving. It was about the generous soul. Is being in that place of generosity that your soul was thinking about what you have on the inside of you. If you're a royal priesthood, if you're in that place as a kingly person, then you're going to have a generous soul. Your soul is going to be generous. And that's what he's talking about when he says, and this is Solomon. Remember this, Solomon knew Proverbs. So Solomon had a generous soul. He was raised that way. To be generous. And remember when Queen of Sheba went in, she was, so, she was so amazed about what? The generosity of the king towards his people. Everything that he had, everything that his administration carried, it was the way the people were. They were happy. They were blessed. They were prosperous. They dressed good. They looked good. They had nice homes. Everything in that kingdom was the blessing of the Lord. And when Queen of Sheba left, she said, blessed of the Lord. 
You were put on this throne. Basically, what she's saying is, you were put on this throne on purpose because God knew that you would love Israel like he loved Israel and that you would want the best for his people. That's why that throne was so fought for. That's why when um, uh, King David's, one of his sons, wanted that throne. And so they had taken him, they anointed him with oil, and they were making him king. And then Bathsheba went into King David and said, hey, we got to do something. Because Solomon is the one that's been trained. Solomon knows what your will is and what God's will is. Solomon knows what's going on, and we need to make him king. And so David said, make him king when he was still alive. So that that throne was fought for so that King Solomon could come on the throne and bless a nation. Now think about that. God, because why does God want that? Because he wants his people blessed. He wants his people in that place of a generous soul, in that place that they, they will carry out God's plans and God's purposes for his life. Amen? So that is the heart of being generous. That's the heart of a royal king. That's the heart of a priest is to have a generous soul to where we identify with it. And we, as we all know, the enemy wants us to identify. Now, let's think about this. He wants us to identify with not enough. He wants to identify with a poverty mentality. He wants us to identify with everything that is contrary to the blessing. So he puts us in a mindset. You know, rich people can have a poverty poverty mentality. They can have that poverty spirit on them. They can have all the money, but they can have that that poverty spirit. And I've seen it in people, people with money. They are stingy. They won't give. They'll hold on to it. They'll do the minor details of what they have to do. But they will spend on themselves. A lot of them. But it's that poverty mentality. It's that poverty thinking. Putting them in that place. And that's putting yourself that a generous spirit Put your mind on others. That's what a generous spirit does. A generous spirit makes you think of others more important than yourself. A generous spirit is that spirit that wants to give. It wants to be kind. It wants to say a kind word. It wants to help somebody. It wants to reach out and shake a hand and say, you know, you are so blessed. I appreciate all that you do. You know, a kind word, just reaching out. That's a generous spirit that wants to reach out, wants to give. What are you doing? You're making your soul fat. So I'm just going to tell you you want to have a fat soul. (laughs) That's what you want to do with your soul. You want it to be in that place that it's a generous, generous soul. And you fatten it every time you're generous. Because a liberal soul, a liberal soul shall be made fat. 
So you may not think you want to be fat, but I'm telling you right now, you want to be fat <laughs> in your soul. So let's look at Psalms 92, 14. Generosity. We want to be able to have that kingdom mentality that you are a royal priesthood right now. You've been separated to show forth the praises of God. Our job is to show forth the praises of God. And he's not talking about going out in the world and, and just praise God, praise God everywhere you go. He's talking to where to go. Tell what God is doing for you. To show forth what God is doing. That's what Solomon did. That's what the queen of Sheba heard. She heard about all that Solomon had done. And it was all for the glory of God when he started out. And so he had that soul that went out and changed Israel. That's what God wants the church to do. To be in that place that we have a generous soul. A soul that we understand we are royalty right now. We carry that. That's who we are. That's not who we're going to be. Amen? You are a, you're in the front row, so you get it. You are a royal priesthood right now in your soul, in your body. You carry that grace on your life. And as you change your thinking to see yourself, as a royal priesthood in that place. And you know, I'm telling you, when the temple was first made, the priests, man, they dressed good. They had the finest of the finest. When you go look up and you see what they wore, it was top-notch. It was not holy jeans. <laughs> Hallelujah. There was no holy jeans on them. <laughs> Jordan and I have a little joke going on. <laughs> Hallelujah. They had, the, they had the best. Why? Because they were God's people. And every one of us are in that category. And so we're going to have to change the way we think and how we, by making our souls fat, by this take, I'm trying to get this across the right way. Every kind act that you do that is not your norm, how about that? And you reach out and go the extra mile, you're doing something to your soul. Every time. Because it gets in there and you realize, that's changing me. That's changing the way you think. That's a liberal soul. That's a generous soul. That's a soul that's getting in that place that you are more important than I am to myself. That I want the very best for you. What we've been trained to do and what a, a, natural, a lot of natural kings do or wealthy people, it's all about them. And they gather the stuff around them. But Jesus was our example of the king. He gave of himself. He said, I came to serve. I, I'm, I'm a king, but I'm a servant. So I've come to give. 
I've come to give healing. I've come to provide food. I've come to take care of you. That is the example that Jesus did. You know, he lived that life so we would know how to live. And so every time we do that, that gives us a generous soul that fattens our soul, makes oil in our soul. Does that make sense? So, and where did I tell you all to go? Psalms 92, 14. They shall still, now this is for me personally, if anybody else wants to take it. They shall still bring forth an old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. What's he talking about? That's that same word. That, that same word about your soul being fattened, being full of oil, being in that place that it's vigorous, it's generous, that you have a generous soul, that you're thinking that, that generosity is who you are. You know, I know for me, this is changing my thinking. It's changing me. I thought I was pretty generous. I thought I was pretty giving. But I'm realizing just some things that are changing in my soul, attitudes that are changing. Why? Because I want a generous soul. I don't want it to be just about me. I want a generous soul. A soul. I want to fatten my soul. I want to get it in that place that I don't have to think or fight. Is every time I fight, let's just say, in giving, and, and he has you up your giving... I'm sure he's never had any of you up your giving. <laughs> He'll have us up our giving sometime. You ever have a fight in your soul about it? If you're honest, you're going to say yes. You know, there's going to be a fight in your soul. Because sometimes you may look at, I can't afford it. But we know we can afford it if we have a generous soul. And so every time we fight that, we're fighting our identity. We're coming against our identity, and we're, we're depleting the oil. I, I, I kind of like the way to put that. We're depleting the oil in our soul every time we fight that generous spirit because God is generous, right? He's very generous, and he doesn't ever have to think about giving, and he never has to think about where it's coming from. So we want a generous, fat soul. Amen? Hallelujah. So, Proverbs 13, 4. Wait. So, stay right there where we are in Psalms 92. They shall bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. That's another word. It goes right on in there with being bountiful. Being, it's a liberal soul. It's in that place that your thinking is so generous that your mind is on those things other than yourself. Wouldn't this world be great if we just took our minds off ourselves, Looking at what our needs are. You know, God did say he'd meet all our needs. And if we really trusted that, really stayed in that place, we know he'd take care of us. Amen? It's something we, are, we're, we have that old nature that still fights, that still wants to stand up, that still wants to have our way sometime. And I know none of you all are like that. You never want your own way. 
But when you do that, that's not a generous soul. And he wants us to have a generous soul. Amen? Amen. So now let's go to Proverbs 13.4. You know, when I, I started thinking about this, and I, I was thinking about Solomon, and I was thinking, this man wrote these, wrote these words. He stayed and studied under his father. I mean, just listen to this for a second. You don't have to turn there. Proverbs 4, verse 3 says, For I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also and said unto him, Let thy heart retain my words and keep my commandments. Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. So when he starts talking about wisdom and what I'm trying to get you to understand is he was trained this way. So we haven't succeeded yet, but if we will work on training our minds and getting ourselves into that generous, generous place in our soul, it's going to make our soul fat. And when God asks us to do something or the word rises up on the inside of us to tell us now, to do what's right in a situation, you're not going to have to, it, it won't be as hard to resist your flesh. Because if your soul is already in line, it's already in that place of being generous, it's already in that place of thinking that way, then we're going to be in that place that we're going to just start lining up. And it's not going to be a problem for us. Because our identity is knowing who we are and knowing that we are that royal priesthood. Amen? Knowing who we are. It's going to take so much pressure off of our lives, more than we could even think. But that's how Solomon learned. That's how Solomon grew, is through the Word. What his father taught him. So, Proverbs 13, 4. The soul of the sluggard desires and has nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made fat. So it's really a theme here, and there are a lot of scriptures that talk about having a fat soul, having that generous soul, how important it is in this hour to get generosity back to realize no matter what somebody does, no matter what somebody says, that you're going to say, I can afford, I can afford it. Amen. Just like when I shared that story about the, the mayor that was in the city and the drunkard man, he was, that mayor was exiting or trying to exit, and the drunkard knocked him out of the way. What's our flesh always want to do? Or have you ever run in line to beat somebody in the checkout stand because they have a bigger load than you do? You just have a couple of items and you try to run. I've done it. I'm just going to be honest. Thinking, man, I just want to get out of here. Well, that's not a generous soul because you're not putting the other in front of you. You know, I, I remember one time 
I thought, oh, God, I knew he was telling me, let her go first, let her go first, let her go first. And I was like, oh, I can get in front of her if I take a sidetrack. <laughs> and I said, okay, let her go, let her go first. So I'm standing there with three little items. She's got a big basket full, and I'm just standing there. Good thing to stand there and let the Lord lead you, holding steady. And she turned to me and she said, oh, why don't you go ahead and go in front? I thought, oh, I did good. <laughs> I conquered. Hallelujah. That's a generous soul. That's what I'm talking about. In our soul, there's being, in everyday life, being generous. Because I'm going to tell you, it's going to make your soul fat. It's going to make you free in giving, no matter what it is. It's going to put you in a place that you aren't even going to have to stress over it, think about it. You're going to be able to go, oh, go ahead of me. Oh, you want to do that? Go right ahead. And you're going to come back and go, I'm just free. Why? Well, because you're fat in your soul. Have you ever heard such a fat message before? <laughs> But it's true, we all want to have a fat soul. We all want to have that soul that we're looking at what God is saying and what God is doing, and we're listening to it, we're obeying it, and it's causing us to have a different outlook on life. And I believe that's where we're going to start seeing the blessing in a greater way. Amen. We're going to start seeing the hand of God move in a greater way in our lives because we're not resisting him. We're not resisting what he wants to do because that way we're becoming the witness. We're becoming the people that are generous. We're the people that will go the extra mile. We're the people that will give of ourselves over somebody else. Amen? Amen. It's making our soul fat. And then when we get old, we're going to flourish. Amen. When I get old, I'm going to flourish. <laughs> I decided I'm, I, I've got a few years before I'm going to be old. So just thought I'd let y'all know. That, you know, the longer I live, you know, that gives you, you can keep reaching, right? <laughs> Hallelujah. So we're going after being a generous people. That we're being trained, we're training our minds. We're getting ourselves in that place that we know how to act in every situation. King Charles knows how to act in every situation. Well, I will say this. Queen Elizabeth knew how to act. <laughs> in every, I'm not a King Charles fan. <laughs> but Queen Elizabeth knew how to act. She was truly a queen. She truly carried herself and walk that way. That's what we do. Then we become representatives of the King of Kings. Then we become an attraction that makes a difference because our souls are generous, because we're out there and we're not after our own. Jesus was never about himself. Correct? Because he only did what the Father said. He wasn't about him. He was about meeting the needs of people. He was about giving, and we know it, he gave his whole life. But while he walked on earth for the three and a half years, 
He was people conscious. He wanted to take care of them. He wanted to help them. That's why he spent his whole ministry ministering to them. That's why the crowds came. They wanted to hear. And what was he teaching them? To have a prosperous soul. He was teaching them how to win. He was teaching them how to have the victory, how to walk in the blessing, because that was the plan of God all the time. That's why God made Adam and Eve, put them in a garden of Eden, put them in a blessed place so that their souls could prosper and that they could replenish the whole earth. What a plan. And he wants to bring that plan in today into this hour through you and I. When we change our thinking, get into a place of a generous soul, begin to think, I can afford. If they cuss at me, I can afford it. If they get mad at me, I can afford it. If they do something that they steal from me, I can afford it. Come on. This, this is reality. That means that we've got to change our soul to become a generous soul. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I just I felt like when I was praying about this, and I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about Solomon. You know, when he got off of Proverbs and got into a lifestyle that was contrary to what he was taught, contrary to the word, that's when everything turned for him. When he quit doing what God told him to do, and he had it. I mean, he had the word. He allowed his how many wives to change him. And he shifted, and he became a very sad person. He didn't keep the oil in his mind. He didn't keep that fat soul that he once had. So that means we have to work at it. We have to keep that generosity in our heart. Generosity will keep you from being offended. Generosity will keep you uh, from thinking that God doesn't love you, that God doesn't want to do for you. Generosity, keeping that soul that soul perspective in that right place will change the way you see things and you'll start having the heart of God, which is a giver, a lover, a comforter. Isn't that what he is? A healer. That's who Jesus is. And that's who we're to be. So we're going to have to change our thinking. How many want fat souls? I want a fat soul. I want to be able to do what the Word of God says and walk in that. When he says, give, I give. When he says, be kind, I be kind. When he says, keep your mouth shut, I say, yes, sir. Amen? I'm working on that one, too. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, sometimes we just need to be silent and not, re- not react, not say anything. Just be in that place. That is fattening your soul. 
probably never thought about it that way. That when you're doing it, you're fattening your soul. You're taking it and you're transforming it into a generous one. Thank you for listening today. We believe God's Word is what will sustain us in any situation in our lives. For more information, please visit us at familywc.org or you can download the app. Look for us as FWC Como. Until the next time, remember, you are God's best.